Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Kate Tim's Dean, Education Minister, uh, Minister, Manager. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day, yeah, Minister of Education. Uh, in, in which particular party? No, I won't go, go there. Uh, from the Otago Museum, uh, Morena. Morena, how are you today? I'm very good, and yourself? Oh, kapai. Yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Good, good, very good. Right. Um, it is Te Wiki o Treo Māori. Um, it sh- should be a year, it should be every day. Yep, <laughs> but, um, it is every day. It is every day. <laughs> it is every day, and it should be every day for everybody. And the thing is, I've been saying all week, and I think I should say forever, a little bit every day, Aye. more the next day, you know, and bits and pieces, just say, even if you just say kia ora. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So actually, funny you say that because yesterday I had uh, we had a sleepover last night mm-hmm. um, from a school from Alexandra, and one of my presenters emailed me and said it's Tuiki or Tere, or we should be doing Māori language greetings at our sleepovers. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I did. I wrote up a little mihi for them, but it's designed so they can just learn the first line. Yeah. And then when they're confident with the first line, they can do the second line, and just will still make sense even mm-hmm. if they just do it like one line, mm-hmm. learn one line at a time. Now you. You're in an interesting position, Kate, because you are um, part Māori mm-hmm. and you're also uh, Gaelic. Yes. You're also Scottish. Yes. Yes. And so, uh, and um, so Scottish was really, well, Gaelic was really big in your family. Yes. Uh, and that's another language that is um, going through a kind of renaissance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at what they're doing in Ireland mm-hmm. with Gaelic, it's uh, what the government's been doing, a really big push. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you ever watch any news reports from a certain part of Ireland, you know you can't understand a single word they're saying. And they're not necessarily speaking in Gaelic, but it's just... You know, <laughs> just full on accent. Um, but you're, you know, so so you've got this great passion for language, right? For yes. for not just the te reo, uh, but also for, for Gaelic. So um, mm-hmm. growing up, it was something that always fascinated you, I guess. Yeah, well, I, at school, I didn't have the option. I went to school in the 70s and 80s. I didn't have the option of doing te reo. In fact, when I asked to do te reo at high school... I was told I had to be Māori, and of course, I'm very, pa- I'm very, I'm Pākehā yeah. presenting. Yeah. So I don't look like a Māori person as you would imagine them, mm-hmm. perhaps. Well, so, so it was yeah. quite uncomfortable for me to say. So I didn't say anything. I was like, okay, I'll do French. Yeah. <laughs> See, that that that's a problem in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but. this is the thing: being somebody who teaches this stuff and being pre- presenting the way I do, it can actually be useful like I taught treaty for a long time yes. and when you work with nurses and they sort of feel like they've got a little kitty that just pull out for their Maori clients and you say to them well look at me would I if, you, if I walked into your yeah. service would you pull out your Maori bag of tricks for me and they're like uh no and I said so no it's not just about Maori people it's about a set of tools you yeah. can use for working with people I wasn't allowed to do kabahaka because I wasn't Maori oh that's really bad. Mm. That sucks. Mm. Thanks, Bayfield High School. Oh, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> shame the high school. Like, my one was along for the girls' school. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. <laughs> they told me I couldn't do it because it wasn't Marty. Uh, yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so where did this passion for it come and, and where did it lead you to? All right, I've got no idea where it came from because there was definitely no real valuing of Marty things. I mean, that sounds bad, but it, it wasn't like it was put up as this thing that I should be looking f- to pursue as yeah. a child. Yeah. Um, there was a really strong emphasis in my family on science, so my sisters are both scientists, mm-hmm. um, and they're older than me. And so, um, for some reason, I just was always drawn to languages and arts and things like that, so that was, the track went down, and I loved language at school. So I did French and Latin at school, 
um, and then when I and I just was always interested in Maori things. Yeah. And then when I went to university, I started doing Maori language and ended up doing a degree in it. You did. Mm. You did. And did a big thesis. Oh yeah, that was like, yeah. So first did a bachelor's in Maori, then a postgrad, and then I did my PhD. Yeah. yeah. So I just did the whole Maori thing. And um, yeah, and then when I did my PhD, I wrote about language revitalisation in mm-hmm. Aotearoa and in Scotland. So yes. I got to go back to the old country. Oh, did you? Mm, I'm yeah. one of those four extra weeks of leave. Yes, yes, <laughs> I did in fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to a conference on the Isle of Skye. Oh, you went to Skye? Week on the cool. Isle of Skye. It was amazing. Yeah. It was beautiful weather. I only put, took a pair of Dr. Martin boots with me mm-hmm. and it was 30 degrees every day. So wow. they used to laugh at me over on Skye because I was getting around in bare feet all the time. Yeah, well, you would have expected it's cold, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, those islands. No. You think of the, the Scottish Isles, you think of Shetland. And exactly. very cold. Yeah. But not necessarily. And Sky's north as well, isn't it? It is. It's sort of northwest. It's yeah. just it's the first island off the mainland and it yeah. actually connected with a bridge. There's actually a, a like a roundy bridge that you can drive a boat underneath. Oh wow. Yeah, it's quite cool. Place. It probably, yeah, the whole probably, place was awesome. Probably gets that cold, that warm water from the Caribbean coming yeah, up. Yeah, it could do. I don't yeah. know. It's just lovely and um and the thing that struck me, because I met a lot of people from Ireland and Wales and Scotland and places like Nova Scotia and stuff like that. Oh. Um, the thing that struck me with the Gaelic speakers in Scotland is that as soon as I turned up, they all start speaking English. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. I didn't understand them. I yeah. just don't speak Gaelic. I speak a little tiny bit. Um, but then the Welsh people, nah, they weren't going to stop speaking <laughs> Welsh for me. And I was kind of like, awesome, good on you guys. You know, they were they were totally just kept speaking Welsh and they didn't care that I didn't understand. Yeah, well, uh, Welsh is huge in Wales. Oh, man, they're, they're so, that's, that's a success story for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And that's yeah. interesting. I would have thought the Scots would have been more hard out than the Welsh, not considering how the Welsh kind of bent over for the English uh, and the Scots fought them back. <laughs> anyway. I feel like it's kind of... A lot of it is because of that split between North and South and the Highlands and the Lowlands in Scotland. Yeah. 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 And a lot of the political power is still in the Lowlands. And uh, even though there's a lot of Gaelic speakers in places like Edinburgh, um, for some reason it's still, like, politically, it's quite uh, low down in the pecking order. So there's a lot of stuff being done, but, you know. Anyway, we're going to Gaelic here. Yeah. We're supposed to be talking about today. (laughs) Yeah, today we're going to all segue into (laughs) Gaelic stuff. That's Uh, all cool. uh, How important is it to the museum to be bilingual? And, and it's things. Well, we're not, but it's hugely important. Yeah. Yeah. And we are on a journey towards yes. being a yes. bilingual and a bicultural institution. And that's really good. There's a lot of willingness at the top to, to take that on board and to pursue that. Um, yeah. So there's a few, there's a little cohort of us that are Māori yep. staff, um, including our Māori curator, Gerard O'Regan. Yep. Um, he's just joined us at the end of lockdown. He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, and then I think I'm probably the only other speaker of today on, like as in at that level, yeah. like, you know, a higher yeah. level of, of fluency amongst the, the team. But we do wider practice every week and, we, and we're working on getting some Māori language training in there mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. So, yeah, it's really important. Yeah. And it's really important for schools as well, which is my, of course, my bread and butter. As the, as the education side of things. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that I notice at the museum when it comes to Te is you use a lot of the local dialect. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that's something I guess a lot of people um, don't know about. Like, it, uh, Māori doesn't just, Te Reo doesn't just fit into one um, box. It's not just 
um, you know, one way of speaking it. Like, uh, Eng- even English isn't, you know. Mm. The, the well, you know when someone's from Invercargill, don't you? Yeah, you do. But I mean, like, <laughs> I was watching a, a, a Canadian, Canadian in America the other day and they said mum. Oh, okay. You know, instead right. of mom. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, and it, so, so mm-hmm. it's the same, like, uh, yeah. Kaitahu dialect is different to uh, Tainui. Very different. It's probably the most different. The interesting thing about Te Reo is that even across the broad range of dialects, it's understandable across all those dialects. Like you look at, it, I'm going to go for another international example here. In Australia, you've got indigenous languages. Mm-hmm. They are all completely different yes, from each yes. other. You cannot talk to somebody from one part of Australia to another and they would not understand a word they were saying to yeah. each other because they're yeah. so different. Even though they're the same dial, they're a dialect yeah. of the same language, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. Māori, even though Kaitahu is so different from, say, you know, um, the west coast of the of the of the North Island, is still understandable. Mm-hmm. So some some of the consonants change around and stuff. So yeah. e- the case, classic is the ng yes, goes to the that's k. That's right. So Taonga becomes Tauka. Yeah, yeah. And p- so a lot of people were wondering why you, you say uh, kaitahu instead of naitahu. Mm, yeah. And it's because the, the NG was brought down, yeah. wasn't it? So basically the Waitaki River is the boundary mm-hmm. between the local meta or dialect, ta- the kaitahu dialect and naitahu. And that's the confused thing. So we talk about naitahu corporation because yes. it's based in Christchurch, mm-hmm. which is north of the Waitaki River. Yeah. Whereas you come down here, it's kaitahu. So that's where that distinction comes from. Ah, interesting, interesting. Um, that's, so what are, uh, are you doing anything for Te Wiki or Te Reo Māori at the museum? We are not really doing anything particular mm-hmm. this year and mainly that's just been, we did have a big planning meeting in February yeah. and then boom, the world closed. Yes. <laughs> and so it's something that did kind of slip off the radar a bit. But having said that, I am working on translating some of our online content into into Te mm-hmm. So we've developed a set of resources for astronomy and oh, cool. I'm going to translate them into Te Yeah. So this is what we find, like a lot of people because we've got a big Māori collection, people think that the local kura and stuff would come and see that collection, but actually they've got their own collections yes. and their own whānau and so for me to come in and go, oh look this is the stuff I've got it's sort of not really what they want yeah. what they really want is science and technology and yeah. that kind of yeah so that's the stuff I'm working on because a lot of the stuff that you've got is these anyway exactly yeah. we've, got, we've got the biggest collection of southern Māori talka in the world yes yes and yeah. a lot of it's loan stuff isn't it yeah there's quite a lot of loan stuff so there's there's a nice display of midi ponamu, which are like yeah. um, oh, know, yeah. weaponry. They're all whānau loans. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That collection is so great. Mm. Yeah. And and that's the cool thing about that relationship is that the whānau can have their things in a safe place in a museum. They don't have to have them at home and look after the conservation and the insurance, which yes. is a big thing. Yes, yes, um, and But then also they're able to borrow them and take them out and use, well not borrow them, but you know, come and get them yeah. and use them for events and stuff. Yeah. And so it's a kind of the best of both worlds. We get to have these beautiful things on display. Mm-hmm. They get to have them looked after and safe. How do you think uh, Te Wiki Aotearoa Māori is going as a thing? Well, I think that um, it's awesome that it's, it seems the profile seems to be increasing on it. Yeah, because it's been around since the 70s. Oh, yes. I think the original was Māori Language Day, and that was actually the day that the, the first that first Māori Language petition was presented yes. in. Was it 72? 72, I think. Yeah, and then yeah, the first day parliament. was 75 or 76. Yeah. So it's been around for ages, and it is, I, 
you know, like a lot of the resources they produce are really interesting and useful. And I think just the fact that yesterday we had that big event, was that yesterday? No, Monday, we had the big event and over a million New Zealanders were online yeah. to speak to it all. It was, yeah. That's incredible. So, yeah. yeah. The, the, the next generation's coming through, it's starting to become important to them, right? Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's something to do with uh, people identify how they identify themselves now yeah. as, as people from Aotearoa, New Zealand, that's not necessarily cool. New Zealand <laughs> Europeans or, 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 or Māori. Yeah, well, when I do, every class I do, I start with a mihi. So yeah. I do, it's only probably five lines, but for some kids that's probably more Māori they've heard in one hit yeah. in their lives. Yeah. And sometimes the reaction is a bit like, oh, what are you saying? Which I translate straight away. But um, but a lot of time it's like, wow. Yeah. You get a lot of these kids going, wow. And they're actually really kind of touched by it, sort of, in a way. They're really excited by it. Some schools do a lot. Some schools do mm. nothing at all. Yeah. And, and it comes I'm down really to personnel. I'm surprised by that because uh, our oldest is going to start a new school this year. And I, I specifically asked at the first parent teachers, you know, do you use much te reo? And nah. And I was a little bit like, oh. Yeah, it's interesting, eh? I think a lot of it is about, um, you know, if it's like any kind of subject. That sounds terrible. It doesn't like any subject to me. But for, for teachers, because I work with them a lot, you know, you rely on the expertise of your staff. And if yeah. you don't have a staff member who's championing it, who's yeah. like raising the bar and yeah, challenging yeah. people and actually supporting them to be able to use it. Mm. It's really hard. So that doesn't excuse for schools, though. They, they all need to get on board and just yeah. do it. Well, just using, like we said before, just using Kyora. Exactly. You start know? really. You can start really small like that, mm. just one sentence. Um, and like I did with my, with my guys, with yeah. the presenters, they're going to learn one sentence. Some of them will do all four sentences straight away because they're confident, but others will build it up and mm-hmm. that's great you know just do what you can this may seem a little bit simple but not simple but silly um but the the impact that Susie cato had oh yeah. yeah yeah my boy was my boy's 28 yeah so he was he grew up watching Susie. yeah you know and just the even the songs and yes. stuff the um the the language mix using english and maori together yeah, that was groundbreaking it was, at the it was, time. It was, it was massive. Yeah. And coming from a Pākehā, mm, you know, yeah. and that was all her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. She's great. And that's a powerful place to be in. I think, as I said that to you before off here, yes. that when you're non-Māori and you speak te reo or you are championing it and, you know, being a role model, that's a really... I've got a lot of respect for people who do that, who yeah. haven't got that same kind of... They haven't got skin in the game, let's say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, we'll have to leave it there um, mm. because, you know, as we do, we've already talked 20 minutes. And yeah, we do that, don't we? <laughs> we do do that. <laughs> um, so thank you for coming over, Kate. Okay, to pai. Thank you. Um, always a pleasure. Yeah, kia pai tōra, kia pai o kaitora hoki. Have a wonderful day. Kakite. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.